check, check. One check. Presented by Empire on ProbiMax.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Racing, Motor 60 Show. Coming at you. It's noon Pacific on Thursday, January 14th. Anaheim 1 is finally in the books. It's come and gone. The new Supercross season is here, and shit's already gone out of control. It's fantastic. Fly racing, it makes much more than gear, everybody. Hard parts, bars, levers, grips, snowmobile stuff, mountain bike stuff, flyracing.com. Please check them out. Along with being the gear choice of Trey Kennard, Justin Brayton, David Millsaps, Andrew Short, that Weston Pike guy, he chooses fly racing gear when he wants to get in fights on the track. And uh, we thank those guys for coming on board. We're giving away two podium stands on the show. Fly Racing podium stands. We're going to give away two of them. So uh, one each, one to two winners. And uh, 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, and David Pingree will join us on the show to talk about San Diego. Round two this weekend at the Petco Park, San Diego. First of two uh, San Diego round. So that, that's interesting. It's a little different. We'll see how that goes. And we know the two Atlantas didn't work out so well, but I got a feeling two San Diegos will be fine. NFAB. NFAB JGR Yamaha team. They got a fill-in rider this weekend named Phil. Phil Nicoletti steps in for the suspended Weston Pike uh, coming in this weekend. And uh, the N-Fab.com, anything you need for your Jeep, truck, or SUV, they've got it. Hard parts. And they are supporting the sport in terms of even the off-road world where they're title sponsors of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha team. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, 702-586-757. Taking your calls, handling things behind the scenes. The Tis Legendary. Hey, Steve. Where do you stand on the pass, bro? There was many. Which one are you referring to? The one with your beloved hero. Um, when the, Dungey got taken out by that dirty dog canard? Yes, that one. No, I think I know where you stand. With that. You're no, okay I, with that? I, I'm okay. I mean, I wasn't Dunge, happy. Dunge I wasn't, wasn't pumped. Yeah. I wasn't happy that he crashed. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, man, I mean, that's no problem. Uh, it's just super cost, right? Correct. Yeah. Now, people were upset about that. There was a lot of things going on. We had the Weston Pike, Vince Freeze thing. We had the Trey Kennard, Ryan Dungey thing. We had the Stu Dungey incident. And uh, lots to talk about. Lots of going ahead, going on, uh, going forward from here. And, of course, Lawson Bopping. Yeah, who knew about Lawson Bopping and him qualifying for the main event? So, give us a call. Let us know who your surprises from A1 are, who your disappointments from A1 are, uh, what you think going forward from here. Cooper Webb killed it in the 250s. Jesse Nelson, TLD, KTM's Jesse Nelson got second, led a lot of laps in the main. He got hurt this week. I don't know the extent of the injuries, but I would bet a lot of money that Jesse Nelson's not racing this weekend. Collarbone maybe, maybe something else, but I think Jesse Nelson will be out. Tits, the uh, Ryan Dungey-James Stewart collision. So your guy goes, he's so angry. He's so Uh angry from 
Can I, can I just tell you, Stuart is just a freaking idiot. He has no idea what he's doing out on the course. Why? No, I'm just joking. Like, <laughs> the same thing. I mean, it was it was, it was it's a racing move. Yeah, I right. mean, yeah. It's Dungey was going inside. Stu cut across way too soon. Dungey cut across. Yeah, you know, whatever. No, I know. No problem. Right? Yeah, exactly. It happens. It uh, it is pretty amazing. Dunge hit him hard though. I got a photo sent to me this week of Stu's swing arm from the KTM 450 of Ryan Dungey and. Uh, it hit, he hit him good. Let me just tell you that. He hit him very good. Uh, coming up with Jason Wygant from RazorX Online. Then Jason Thomas. David Pingree also will be in there at some point. Raining yellow. Hey, I got to admit, I, I'm, I'm bummed that I didn't get a call in last week being the first show of the year, but today's my birthday, so I had to make a point to call. Happy birthday, Raining yellow. Thank you. Hey, all I wanted for birthday was to see James and I. Are you are you feeling better from Monday night's show? Are you in a better mindset, as a, as a rider well, would say? Here's here's the thing. I saw on his Instagram he posted, and uh, it was just it was good to hear that he still got a positive attitude, and uh, mm-hmm. you know the trains the trains still going forward. But so with that, do you have any any more inside info on on him? I was told by somebody close to in that camp, eighty percent chance he races this weekend. He has good. to take the concussion test still on Friday. Tomorrow, right? But he's feeling good, and everything else. So yeah, everything uh, everything good. leans good. towards him racing this weekend. So good. I, I just I just want the best for him, and uh, no, I wanted good. to clear the air. As much as I was upset with Dungey, uh, you know, I, I hope uh, I hope everyone can 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 let it go. And uh, it was an incident. I, you know, it's it was a yeah. Oh, rainy yellow. Sorry, buddy. Who's this? Hi, uh, this is Alex. Hey, Alex, how are you? Welcome to the show. Good, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I have a theory on something. I wasn't listening right now on the internet. Okay. But, uh, so, I know it's the first race, but, I mean, it's still something to think about. Uh, I know the, the what, we have, like, what, five riders that have won the Monster Energy Cup so far? Yeah, I think every a new when Yeah, we had a new winner every year. And... Uh, the only one to not have a bad season was uh, Ryan Villapoto, who, uh-huh. had, uh, who won all three mains that night. Yeah. But he did injure himself at the end of the season. Okay. So you were predicting. And everybody everybody you... else from there on that only won overall has pretty much had a bad season after that. Are you predicting a bad season then for Kenny Roxon? Yeah. I mean, I know he rode great and all, but that was some – bad luck that he didn't, yeah. didn't usually have in the opening round. Yep. Yeah, no, you're he, right. All right. Well, firing. Let's keep an eye on that. Yeah, let's see what happens. Um, you're, you're, you have a point there. You have a point. Davey Millsap, Sparsha, yeah. Stewart, Stewart got suspended. Yeah. Millsap got uh, kicked off Kawasaki. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. All right. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that, Alex. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. You guys have a good right, show. Thanks, man. Monster Energy. Cup curse. I hung up on raining yellow. Apologize for that, buddy. Appreciate it. It's my fault. It was not Tits's fault. Welcome to the show, Jason Wygant. What's going on, man? Was I following raining yellow as always? <laughs> well, that was Alex. But then you would have been following raining yellow if I had not hung up on him. So he likes to get the jump. Kind of the way things are going for the James Camp right now. Kind of the way things are going. <laughs> Getting hung up on, run into. <laughs> hey, you saw that photo of the swing arm, right? That was a good uh, hit, dude. That was a good hit. Um, I don't. I, how many times you're a mechanic? So you've seen more than I have, but I haven't seen that happen. I can't think of a time when I saw a swing arm that looked like that. 
Well, remember the infamous Michael Lessie incident with Brock Tickle. Tony Berluti also taking, sending me photos of a swing arm that looked a whole lot better than that. I'll tell you what, that was, that was gnarly. You know how much force wow. it takes to break one of those like that? Um, yeah, it's impossible. But really, like, like uh, the, the, the Stu Dungy thing, the dungy Canard thing, the freeze heat race incident with Pike, I'm fine with all of those. I'm not fine with Vince's semi-race attack on, on Pike. But all the other three, it is racing. Everyone needs to calm down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think the Kennard Dungey thing got any attention at all. Um, but the Stewart Dungey one did because, A, Stewart ended up out of the race, and then anything that involves Stewart is either, um, you know, absolutely, totally his fault is an idiot or someone else's fault because James is the greatest thing ever. And how dare they? There's nothing in between. No, no, uh, you know what? It was just a thing. That's never the case with anything with James Stewart. So we'll just throw this one on the pile. Um, as we discussed on our Race Directs podcast, yeah, Dunge, that's what he's known for. Second lap of main event, second lap of the season, mm-hmm. just torpedoing the crap out of riders. That's just Dunge's M.O. all the way. I'm sure he did it on purpose. Yeah, it was, a, it was an eventful night, for sure. Talking about the, yeah. the Pike freeze thing because of that pike suspended filthy phil is in what do we like what do we want to see from phil what, what do we think preseason actually before the pike thing before they know they before the team knew they would need him uh they said phil would be doing a lot of work he's just basically hooked up with the little people as he calls them you know who's, who's little people you know who the little people are <laughs> mark brothers right. yeah he's basically spent his off season with the little people who are racing supercross so According to the JGR guys, they think he'll be in better shape and he'll be much better um, than he has been in the past, but they just didn't expect to see it this quick. So he's not coming in you know, off the couch or not ready. So mm. that's something, at least. 702-586-PULP. We're giving away a couple of fly podium stands on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by InFab. My boss from Racer X, Jason Wygant online. How are the, um, how are the hits on the uh, website this week for, for all the uh, brouhaha's? People, I my Twitter, my emails, the shows, everything. People, the, it, the Anaheim one could not have gotten off to a bigger bang. Uh, since we've been actually keeping track of this, so someone unofficial, well, we think it was the most hits we've ever had in a week. We had almost uh, we had two million plus. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it you know um, it didn't help with all the controversy. Yeah, it didn't. Right. Well, the Pike Freezy clip, which all we did was post, and it wasn't like people didn't already see it on TV mm-hmm. or couldn't find it in a million other places. You could just do a Google search and find it. So we're not even posting anything original. And even still, on our site, I think that had sixty thousand views or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we were one of a hundred places you could have found it. So that's unbelievable. So if <laughs> if you're Fins Freezy and you're coming into San Diego round two, you are just I mean, aren't you just giving everyone a wide berth? Aren't you just – everyone's watching you. Everyone's starting up the Vince um, Freeze is a dirty rider thing again. Vince Freeze is going to kill someone. Everyone's doing that. You are literally just kind of riding around everybody, right? Uh, if it were anyone else but him. But uh, <laughs> I'm not sure he even thinks he did anything wrong. And um, even if – okay, the heat race, I agree. The heat race was not dirty. The heat race is just something that happens. But – Everyone that saw it knew, oh, man, Pike is going to be pissed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if you're freezy, right or wrong, perception is reality. You at least think you're going into the semi thinking, oh, crap, Pike's mad. Maybe I, he shouldn't be mad. Maybe I don't deserve it, but he's probably going to be. 
Did it seem like that affected Freezy at all? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's, right a, for the kill. that's an excellent point. Right for the kill. <laughs> that's an excellent so point. So I don't think uh, I think it works away. Plus, his, his team owner is saying that uh, he didn't do anything wrong. So what? What? what he's like Alfred E. Newman. Four, what me worry? Four horsemen, man. Four horsemen. This is four this is right out of their it. this is right out of their playbook. I'm sure. I'm yeah. positive. Four horsemen. Yeah. I, I sent you the photo. Someone's got to Photoshop that. Um, the MCR their team, heads maybe or faces on yeah. their bodies or something yes, like that. Yes, no, the, the MCR team on the four horsemen bodies. Let's make that happen. Yeah, the one you put out today was a little bit clearer. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the first one that was on the head on Twitter was better though, because one of them was wearing a shirt that said, "I'm so damn good." <laughs> right, which is something that they would do. That's something that yeah. Tony would run yeah, that. They may believe the hype shirts. So. Right, right. Um, hey, this is the second year of uh, San Diego Petco Park. We uh, we're trying to get Ping on the line to find out about tailgating, so we're working on that. But the move to Petco, what'd you think? And and going forward, we're going to have two of these this year. God. That was the big thing last year. You know, I'm thinking San Diego, and honestly, still in my mind, I'm still picturing uh, Qualcomm Stadium. This is old habits die hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nice place, but one of the things everybody really hated, that long walk, the tunnel to the stadium and the pits are on opposite sides of the building. Yeah, Everybody has to walk, uh, I mean, two or three city blocks, like from one yeah. corner to the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the teams like that. And I think it could cause a problem every once in a while if there was an extreme, you know, like twisted up in a semi type thing. Right, right. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, nice stadium, though. Good track. The track is a little short, oh, yeah. you know, but nice, nice everything else. The uh, poor, it's the 250 guys you get upset about over the no break time between Heats and their LCQ, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they could be the ones in trouble if somebody really stacks it up in a heat rate. Look at that, even the even the baby's upset. Yes. Even the child. Yeah, that's the actually child. a happy sound, believe it or not. Uh, There's not much variation. Uh, let's get to some phone calls here. Uh, Clint, Clint, what's going on, man? How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, how's, how's it going, guys? Good, what's happening? Or, or should I ask, why again, how you doing? <laughs> Wygant, um, couple did, questions for did, you. Did Wygant drop like that on? That. Jo- well, hold on. Did Wygant drop that on Joey? Yeah, he did. I, with Joey, he was, I don't think he liked that. Dude, you can't do that, Weege. You can't. That's like, that's how many times he's heard that. Like whatever. You know, it was a one in a million shot. Well, I'm never going to interview ever again. I have one chance. <laughs> it's like uh, Eminem. <laughs> I can't uh, believe you did that. All right. Anyways. What's up, Clint? Okay, so I got a couple questions. I got uh, first one is uh, regarding Dungey and Stu, and I mean, like in a local race, if if something happens like that, where I think Dungey was totally by accident, one hundred percent by accident, maybe he gets a bigger piece of the blame, but um, total one hundred percent accident. Um, how is their relationship like? Do they see each other on track walk? Does he walk over and talk to him, or are they just going to like ignore each other? Well, a lot of guys would probably talk, but this is Stu. I don't think I don't yeah. think they're talking. Um, but you know, generally speaking, if Dunge does that to Kennard, they probably have a little discussion about it. But I think Stu's in a little different area that with these guys, with a lot of these guys. Uh, some of it his own doing, some of it not his doing. And mm-hmm. I would say that nothing would happen. Weege, what do you think? I actually disagree. I think um, I think knowing the way Ryan is, especially now, he's pretty confident in himself. I could see Ryan seeing James and just saying. Hey man, sorry about that. I didn't mean it. And then that's going to force Stu to. I mean, what's he going to do? Punch him in the face, Pike style. <laughs> right. So yeah. you know, as always, when you're up front with someone, it makes them very it makes it very difficult for them to stay on the offensive. So uh, I can see it. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Clint? Yeah, so um, I'm not like a huge fan of the two strokes. I mean, other than my kid on his 85 is 100, maybe getting him a 125 before he gets on a 250F because he's a small guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the question for about Stanky is, did Lobster Claw Boy work to get him on this good ride, or was that just because of his performance last year? Mm, that's a good question. He did win the final Arena Cross of the year. I don't think so because he's not on a two-stroke now. The team wouldn't have hired him. I mean, he got a lot of press, but he's not going to get press if he's not on the two-stroke, I feel. So it's a good question. I don't feel like it would. Weech, what do you think? Yeah, I think because of the win last year, I think it was kind of they're just scanning the list of who's available and who's good. And I, I have to think it was more merit, um, more a merit of results than uh, anything else. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Justin, you got a question for Jason Wygant. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the questions for Wygant and the other just a uh, a general question. Uh, I wondered if Weege had ever given thought to a off-road or GNCC-inspired podcast. Uh, if there was enough followers out there, I go to quite a few of them, and these guys seem super hungry for uh, information, and there's not a lot out there on the GNCC guys other than their social media, which is usually quiet because they're kind of more uh, mm-hmm. out-of-the-spotlight type guys. Uh you know, just like a once-a-week thing, if you ever thought there would be enough people that would listen to it at work and whatnot. Make it happen, Wygant. Make it happen, Wygant. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people kick this around. Um, at some point, Matt, that I think you're supposed to get a call from uh, your old buddy Shane Fox, who's been telling me he's wanted to do this for about three years now. Um, but uh, I hate to say it, like, as, as, as you know, this is why he's directing his call toward me. I love those guys. I respect that kind of racing as much as anybody. But, um, man, it's tough. Like, the numbers very rarely support it. And I think the one thing that's really tough about off-road is the numbers in some way are huge, but they're somewhat skewed. They're huge races. There's no doubt about it. There's tons of people there. There's no doubt about it. But there's such a huge percentage of people that are actually there just to ride themselves. I don't know if anyone has ever figured out what are the numbers of people who are actually just following the pro races. And what are the people that yeah. are actually there just to ride themselves? I mean, there's this participant element. Yeah, that's what makes off-road so darn popular. Doing it, how you doing? So um, I don't know if the numbers would be there to uh, support it. There is a show. Um, it's it's a video pod in a way called uh, Seat Time, and he gets a lot of the off-road guys on there. It's pretty good. But see, I, I don't know if a lot of people are buzzing about it. So maybe that shows where the audience is. Yeah, Justin, I've I when when Chris if Chris Kiefer ever gets his podcast up, I told him to focus on some off-road guys. You know. Oh, cool. So yeah. hopefully that yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but uh, it could be industry seating, um, industry seating legacy. Yeah. But and um, watch <laughs> wants to do it. I think uh, I think what it really comes down to is one of the days it could happen. But um, Steve is only employed in this industry because he's the only one that's been able to technically figure out how to do a podcast. That's it. Yeah. That's the obstacle course. Mm-hmm. Any of these dudes can figure out technically how to actually do one. It'll happen. Yeah. So thank yeah, God. Thank I, God I figured it out. I, yeah, I, I, it seems doable, and like I said, it might be a small audience at first, but, I mean, everyone's so hungry. I'll, I'm hungry for any moto uh, talk, and I just wondered uh, if others were out there as, as in demand. But, uh, yeah. cool, thanks for All the right, my other thought. My other thought yep. was, uh, did, uh, did Vince... Oh, we just, just as he was getting... I think it was a Vince Freeze question. I think it was a Vince Freeze question. He he told me what the question was. Oh, what it was more it? of a joke. He said, "Did Freeze have to go to the Astros uh, medical unit for concussion testing after he got beat down so bad?" Uh, oh, that was his uh, joke. Uh, uh. 
Patrick, what's oh, going on? Oh. Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's happening, Patrick? What's up, Steve? Love your show, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so, uh, you know, I was just there thinking about this, and I actually had a different question, but this one popped in my head. You know, the one thing that bothers me is, is that freeze, that wasn't, the Weston Pike thing wasn't the first time that night that he had taken somebody off the track, anyways, even in the semi. So it wasn't like, I think, what, two other riders, I think he put a block pass pretty good. And so I think AMA should have done something to him, or at least talked to him. Do we know if he, if he even got talked to? I, I did. I do too, and I wrote this in my column. I don't under, from what I understand, I mean, I was saying in our podcast, he should be put on probation or something because um, that move was boneheaded. He had very little chance of making that work, and it, it was dangerous. And to me, from what I know, they just – he's, he's, he's okay. It's fine. So, Weege, uh, do you know anything if, if they talk to Vince? Uh, I thought I had heard. I thought I heard from you. I wasn't sure who I heard it from, but I thought I had heard that some of the folks that felled, you know, they – Contrary to what you might think, they actually are not the ones that make the rules or the penalties. But I thought I heard some of the higher ups that fell at the races were like, "Hey, you got to look into this guy. Like, shouldn't he have some sort of fine or penalty or something?" Uh, I don't think it was block passes, but the caller is right. Tomac and Wilson at the beginning of that heat race, there were some shenanigans in one of those rhythm lanes, which I'm sure weren't awesome either. So yeah, that's the point, and that's excluding all his previous races with all his history. It's bizarre to me that. He's fine. Like, I, I, I cannot endorse what Pike did. That wasn't the right way to handle it. But what are you supposed to do? What prevents Freezy from doing this to people if you can't take it in your own hands and they won't take it into their hands? What are you supposed to do? What stops it? Ever? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I do. Yeah, I think I think they should have done something to him. Especially, Freeze is one of the only guys I can think of that's been su- actually really suspended for rough riding. He got suspended three years ago. So. Well, I, just, I think it's crazy that if, you know, this is the thing. You know, it is pro racing, and, and any time you ride a dirt bike, I mean, look at Dungey, for instance. He's one of the best, obviously one of the best riders. And, he, you know, he, the track kind of, I think the track bit him with JS7. I think that he kind of got a kicker, and, and he overjumped to the downside, and that's why he came in where he did, because he mm-hmm. never would have came in there, I don't think, mm-hmm. um, watching the race. But but going back to that, it's a dangerous sport. But come on, I mean, for kind of, I mean, It'd be it's it's like a Matt Kenseth thing, you know. You ain't got to come in and just rear end somebody unless you. I just think that do you have to be aggressive, but you you can almost come to the point where it's just ignorant and stupidity. Mm-hmm. And I think if an FIM or AMA or whoever is putting out the the uh, you know yeah. punishment, I mean, I know you can't have people knocking people out like Pike did, but at the same time, I mean, you, I think what he did is more ignorant than what Pike did, just because of the fact that. He was trying. I think he was trying to take him out or try yeah, to run, no, him, run him wide. I can't. I can't argue with you. I really can't. I agree. Um, hey, do you want a fly racing podium stand, Patrick? Dude, I would love. I would love a fly racing podium. All right, stand. well, stay on hold. Thanks for the question. Uh, we're going to give you a stand. So Tits will get your information. Thanks, man. Man, you're awesome. Thank you, guys. And why again? I will say I do not understand how you can watch wrestling and and actually be against some of the movies you're against. I just don't understand. it. It just doesn't make no sense. I might need to just write a book. I think it's what I need to do, and then you'll all learn. You will all learn. But, but you know, I think there's things in the world that are just unreasonable, and your perception on movies is unreasonable. Even Thank though you. I like you. Thank you. Your perception yeah. on movies is unreasonable. I agree. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. I'm like, I'm like, I feel like freezy at this point. I've just been taking <laughs> shots to the head constantly. The whole, I did this Red Bull truck race last week, yep. and 
our producer of the show, uh, a, a Canadian, his goal in life is to beat Steve Mathis. That's, that's all he wants. <laughs> not, not Jeremy McGrath right, or, right, right, or yeah. anybody like that. Yeah. Uh, and he said, oh, oh, hey, Weech, oh, tell everybody here your theory on Star Wars and wrestling. He just linked them all together immediately. <laughs> and I was just in the kill shot all weekend. Dude, it's insane. It's nuts. It's, it's crazy man theories. It makes complete sense. You know, it, it's call the cops on, on you theory. Um, okay, hey. A little, little logic. So San Diego this weekend, we talked about this a little bit. There's, I feel like there's a clear seven guy, the top seven in the main, and I don't know about Stu. I'm 80%, I've heard an 80% chance he races this weekend, but it's been rough for Stu, and, and I, I need to hold off on that. But Anderson, Dungey, Seeley, Tomac, Roxon, Reed, Kennard. Those guys are all race winners. I think it wouldn't be crazy if any of them won the title. Maybe not. Maybe Reed would be crazy, but six of those guys, I think, can win the title. But going into San Diego, like, do you do you feel like, and we had Chad on the show, do you feel like we, we all know Chad's success in San Diego. We know how much he loves the place. The old Qualcomm, that is. Does that really matter for Chad this weekend? Uh, nah, not, I don't think anymore, because uh, he's had some... Now he's racked up some disappointing rides there as well. Yep. You know, the magic has been there, but there's also been times where you thought it was going to be and it wasn't. Um, so I don't know if that matters, but it might. The fact that it doesn't matter might not matter because I think on his own merits, based on how well he rode at Anaheim, I think it could do well regardless of where it is. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like with Reed, I saw much more of 2014 than I saw of, than, uh, of 2015 in mm-hmm. ride. Yeah. I I thought it was good. The result, don't worry about the result. Every one of those guys, except Anderson, I think, was out of sorts to some degree. But they all had flashes where you're like, wait a minute, we got something here. So you're leaning more towards this week's, this this past Anaheim 1, being a little bit more like Anaheim 1 of 2014. Kennard and Millsaps coming out. No, I mean for Reed. Like, oh, oh. Okay. Reed, what did Reed get, third or fourth, I think, in 2014 Anaheim 1? Yeah. But it was like, dude, he looked good. Yeah. And you're like, I could see him winning races. And then two weeks later, he did it. Yeah. I feel like this was the same thing. Last year's Anaheim one, he got ninth. There was a bike problem of some sort. But at no point were you like, dude, Reed's on it. I, I feel this time mm-hmm. we felt that way. That's, so we're talking about Reed specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who's yeah. the guy that no one's talking about in that, that did well at Anaheim one, 450 class? And I mean literally, like, who's not talking about someone who's, who, who impressed you or did pretty well? the crap that Davey Millsaps has gone in lately or gone through lately uh-huh. and a complete mystery and oh didn't he hate a KTM two years ago and all that mm-hmm. uh, that was solid I mean it was ace he was the best of the rest and I would almost think that under normal circumstances that would be headlines like hey Millsaps nice little comeback here He's, we might have something but there were so many other stories that got overshadowed and by the way I know that it seems like there's seven contenders and maybe you're right for the title but I don't think you can write Barsha off for being a guy who can be in the battle at least. I don't know about the title, but be in the battle to win some races and podiums and stuff. Uh, I don't think he's out of that conversation yet. Well, what did the JGR guys say when you went there? What 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 are they talking about? Justin himself uh, said he pumped up and the restart didn't help and everything else. Um, any any worries over there? No, they're actually uh, happy. Well, as happy as you can be with 15th, but... They said he was, for some reason, they were all nervous all day. He was nervous all day. The pike thing didn't help. The uh, uh, red, red flag didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel like when he, you know, whatever, those first five or six laps, um, and the first two laps of the first start, it's encouraging. It was, and again, much like Reed, all of those laps for Bart, those first five laps were better than any laps he had in Supercross at all last year. 
So that means something. Right. Um, yeah, tough start for Johnny Knowles, Scott Smotship over there at the JGR team. Tough, tough weekend for Scott. Scott Goggles' debut. I, I, I guess so, but uh, a lot of exposure for Pike. A lot of exposure. That's true. And if you're Johnny Knowles, that's how you're turning it around, right? Well, got some stats actually this week from the folks at Hook It. Our buddy Chase Dallow's column word on that he posted today. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, on social media, uh, the two riders that gained um, the largest percentage growth in social media following was Weston Pike and Vince Freezy. Shocking. Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, no. Next thing you know, you tell me the Earth is round. Uh, <laughs> a couple lines still open on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Give us a call. We're giving away a Fly Racing podium stand. Why again? You're not eligible to win it. So, sorry. Can't win it. Um, what'd you make? Uh, first round, of course, and everything, but Bogle and Muscan, they followed each other around. They were both close, past 250 Supercross champions, of course, for rookie year in 450s. Wasn't a lot of flash, but I thought it was okay. I mean, it's a decent start. They looked okay. Yeah, and I would put Bogle a little bit ahead, not only because he actually, I mean, they literally were on each other the whole main event, weren't they? They were, Every yeah, it seemed like it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Bogle ended up winning that one. He got 13th. And I think Bogle's injury situation is even worse uh, than Muscan's. I mean, he later on admitted that he basically hadn't ridden at all coming into the race, and his foot still hurt. 13th in that field is pretty good. Plus, I would say, I mean, everybody was pegging Muscan as better than Bogle coming in. I mean, just because they raced last year mm-hmm. and Muscan beat him. So I'd say uh, almost better than expected for Bogle. I know 13th doesn't sound awesome, but that's where we are. Right. Um, Christophe Porcel, that was a performance. Good and <laughs> it was a performance. Good and bad. I know that there's a million things. It's so Porcelian, as you said. Yeah. But think about this. Think about it. We need to mark this down. This is a guy who has not ridden a real Supercross, an American football, baseball stadium Supercross, in five years, had never raced a class before against the best riders in the world, and he put in the fastest <laughs> ride on most practice. He not raced Supercross in five years. Yes. Five years. No precedent for anyone taking five years off, let alone winning a practice session in the 450 class. That's that's ridiculous. It's so Purcell. It is so Purcell. And it is. It and is going to be. I didn't put him on my team. And I did not put him on my fantasy team. I'm like, nope. nope. Yeah. Yeah, you saw nope. his time. You saw he was second fastest overall. And you still <laughs> just were like, no, I don't think he can get top 12. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. I didn't think he could get top 12. Right. And what was really funny, my debate was, do I pick him or Millsaps? And I was like, yeah, I think I'd rather rely on Millsaps. <laughs> I just think the number eight, on Millsaps, yeah. barely even races. Yeah, I think the number eighteen is just way more solid. Just way more <laughs> solid. It, How could that be? But you know what? I mean, honestly, I I knew he would qualify well. I really did. I did not think second though. By qualifying well, I would have said fifth or sixth. You know what I mean? He, yeah. We've seen him yeah. lay laps down, fifth or sixth yeah. uh, to be the fastest in one session, and then second overall. Even it surpassed what I would could, thought he could do too. I didn't think it'd be that good in qualifying. I mean, like I said, we've seen him do it on a, on a 250F and Supercross and a, or a 250F Outdoors and a little bit last year on a 450. But I didn't think, not having raced Supercross in years, that he'd be that fast immediately. I mean, this is these are ridiculous guys that he's doing it to. You know, this isn't the 250 East class of 2009. This is James Stewart, Trey Kennard, Ryan Dungey, Ken Roxon that he did that to. Yeah. What do you... Do you what do you put him at if he gets a start and he wants to wants to run? I mean, is he now a podium guy? Maybe. 
Or is he still just you're just you're just going to stay away? I'm not putting him in my top twelve until he gets in the top twelve. I will. I'll, I don't care what the start is. I'm right. not yep. convinced at all. Right. Yeah. No, you you got a point there. Uh, let's get to some phone calls here. Neil, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Neil, you there? All right. Uh, hey, Shane, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Hey, how are you? Good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up a point. I've been reading all the columns all week about, uh, you know, Eli Tomac being off the bike and, you know, his fourth was a great ride, but everybody seemed to uh, not bring up the point about Sealy being off the bike for almost the same amount of time. Yeah, he'd been riding, uh, he got back riding, what, October? November? Yeah, I think end yeah. of yeah, I think yeah. beginning of November. Yeah, no, that's a good point. He had a long time off. He got hurt about uh, Bud's Creek, and it was a, a soldier's shoulder surgery for him too. Um, I thought he'd be pissed after the race. Weed, you talked to him. Cole was fine. Oh, silly. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he didn't expect. I think the night wasn't turning out that well, and I don't know where he was in that first start, but I don't think he was anywhere near the front, right? Yeah, no, no. Yep. See him anywhere? Yeah. Yep. Right. No, so, the restart did wasn't justice. great. Qualifying wasn't great. I think Sealy all of a sudden was like, what a gift I got here. Like, I didn't think there was going to be a restart, and I was going to have a second chance, get a whole shot, and get a podium. So I think he just felt like it was a gift. Yeah, I think it, I think a third is fine. I mean, obviously, he would like to hold on a second. Dungey got him on the last lap, or maybe the two, second last lap, but he, I, nothing wrong with that performance for sure. I, You know what? You're, you're kind of right, caller. He is getting a little overlooked, Sealy. More and about, look at look at where he started last year. I mean, this is a way better start than last yeah, year. Yeah, he went seven seven, I think, in the first two rounds. So no, I think it was like fourteenth or thirteenth or something. Was that it? Oh, it's way worse. Yeah, it's four sorry, I'm thinking seven points. Yes, yeah, fourteenth. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So um no, I, I picked him as one of my breakout guys in the Race Rex preview videos. I think he can do it. I really I'm high on Sealy. I'm high on some coleslaw. So I, I think Cole we all saw. are. That's good to hear. Yeah, no. All right, man, thanks for calling. No problem. All right. Snow, you there? Hello? What's up, bud? Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? I had a two-part question. Sure. First part is, uh, do, does anyone know if James is racing this weekend or not? I've heard that he's uh, most likely going to be in. He has to take a concussion test tomorrow. I've heard he's he's feeling fine, and he will most likely be in. Okay. So, But it, second part is, if something happens to James again and then he's out or if he doesn't race this weekend and he's out for a couple races or something I heard you guys mention at some point maybe on the Pulp Show that Josh Grant might be filling in for Blake Baggett I don't know if that was true or not or you guys just uh, we just tossed idea. it around but you know Suzuki doesn't have a title sponsor they don't have to field a, a replacement rider um, they don't have uh, a monster or a Red Bull or any of these guys that require riders on the track. And there's no plans to fill in for Baggett, who may be back at the end of this month, beginning of next month. So okay. I think we, if James is out, they just go home, which would be tough. But I think that's what they do. Yeah, I think so, because they said uh, probably oh, Baggett. So if you think about it, they'd only miss this, yeah. race, this race is up there. So they'd really have a replacement rider scheduled to what? Just race Anaheim 2 and then mm-hmm. race Oakland. So yeah. probably don't need it. Yep. Yeah. All right, so they, for, do you think they'll be okay with that? Even though because they have RCH team, mm-hmm, but yeah. does that still, you know, is that going to bug Suzuki that much? Just pack up and go home, even though they still have a team out there. Um, yeah, they want to do better. It's a separate team, you know. It's a separate guys. They, they as a team, you want to, you know, you want to be better. You don't want to start the season off with your guys on the sidelines. So it's a tough, tough deal. All right, all right, All right th- thanks, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, 
Charles, what's going on? You got a question about the rookies? Yeah. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Um, yeah. Really glad this show's back on this year. Thank um, you. I know you're high on some coleslaw, but uh, what do you think the chances are of uh, one of the rookies winning the championship outright? Ooh, wow. By rookies, you mean Bogle? I'm yeah, like Muskan. Well, more Jason Anderson, Cole Sealy. Well, Bogle looked good in that semi. This is their second year for those guys. Yeah, but, I know it's a yeah, sophomore year. But I'm just saying. no, I, you know what? I, yeah, I. I really only won one race last year. I think Jason Anderson could do like uh, he rides like Rick Johnson. I think I think that he could. Right. Uh, all you know, these uh, some race wins. All these one. all these assholes are taking me comparing Anderson to McGrath and saying you know seventy two wins and all that. That's not what I meant. What I meant uh, in my column on RacerX Online is that. You know, McGrath came into 1993, past 125 Supercross champion. Everyone's right. like, oh, yeah, he's super fast. He's going to do well. He'll win some races. And this, he came in, and he, not only that, he won a title, yeah. and he won a won lot of races. And I could see at the end of this year, people were like, oh, Anderson. Yeah, we thought he'd win the races. He's got a title. I, that wouldn't blow me away. He looked that good. I so. don't think so either. I think that uh, a lot of those guys, it's going to be a changing of the guard, I think, here soon. Well, um, yeah, Dungey still looks awesome, but uh, yeah, well, Dungey's in that spot. Going to be a surprise this year. Weege, Dungey's in that spot where he's not the new guard and he's not the old guard. Dungey's right in that spot. I think Dungey actually has uh, extended himself. I think going into last year, it almost seemed like Dungey was the old, old dude. I mean, there was so much talk about Roxon leaving KTM and Tomac was coming on strong, and those guys won the first two races. I think the chance of Dungey. Falling behind the new kids already is coming. Pretty much proven. Yeah, that's not happening anytime soon. So I think Dunge, uh, he's hell of an obstacle for any of these guys to get around. There's a lot of good riders and obviously yeah, yeah. great, but God, Dunge is going to be a hard, hard thing to move. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a hard, he hard deal. Even that far behind. Yeah. He wasn't on the last lap. I looked and I'm like, dude, he's not that far behind Anderson. Now obviously Anderson was cruising up front. But yeah, yeah. Dunge and he went down. He was too. Crazy. Yeah, and he went down. Exactly. No, it's uh. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm not putting Anderson as a favorite after Anaheim won. I'm not saying no, Anderson's no, not my no, pick. No, but I'm just Ryan Dungey's yeah, still yeah. my pick. But I, I would not be that surprised if all of a sudden Anderson reels off some wins and he's in the points lead and he takes it home. Like, he looked that good. Yeah, he's he a, looked that good to me, too, also. He's a second-year guy. Um, he's training with Alden Baker, riding with Ryan Dungey. Yeah, like, so we'll see. I know it's a big stretch, and I was taking some some flack on that. People th- I'm not calling them 72 wins, seven titles. But, so. <laughs> no, All right, thanks, man. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Thank you. But Ryan Dungey's still the favorite right now. He still rode great um, at Anaheim 1 Wigan. And, um, yeah, the championship goes through him as of right now. So. Yep, yep. He, he's fine. <laughs> he's um, he's I fine. I want to think about Anderson. Anderson was awesome, and obviously – I was I was always there for Anderson. You know this. Yeah, yeah, but, I know. Uh, yeah, you were. Yeah, dude, he took some chances. He had a huge crash in practice. He's he's kind of a wild hanging out, hang off the back kind of guy. Anyway, so right, right, right. he's probably more capable of pulling that off than other dudes. But I mean, he he took chances that no one else was willing to take. So I just wonder, can he pull that off every time? Or if he doesn't do that. He was so much faster, you know. And we just yeah. made a bigger sample size. Yeah, there were three or four moments in the main event that I was like, "Oh crap!" Uh, and he pulled it off. So I did that over and over. I didn't. Uh, before we let you go on the on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty show, n-fab dot com proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Get it to use JGR and Fab Team. You can Jeep truck rest your V parts. Uh, why can't you got a Jeep? So uh, get, check out n-fab. You had steps. What happened? 
You didn't put them on? Yeah, I'd already put I had already put some on. Uh, of course, I used on Craigslist, and then once they're on, you can't take them off. <laughs> Too much drilling. Hey, so, so I was we were doing the uh, NFAB Racer X podcast show earlier today with, with Truman and JT, and mm-hmm. those two guys, after practice was over, everything was over. They did not put Stewart in their top twelve in Moto Dynasty Fantasy League. They both said, and and full props to them, they got it right. They were like, nope. Stu is still not going to finish because let's face it, if he finishes, he's going to be in the top 12. So yeah, yeah. they both said he is not finishing this race. And this continues the, the, the monster cup. It continues Lil. Um, it's kind of just keeps going on for James Stewart. Both Truman and JT correctly predicted this. If he comes back this weekend, Weege, like, where is he at? Like you can no longer just say, Oh yeah, he's going to win. No, no. I, I think if he comes back this weekend, and they seem to indicate that he will. So let's just say he is. Yeah. I think it's actually, well, at least for the finishing in the top 12 odds, um, he was racing, you know, that first lap or two. I mean, obviously he was racing. That's why there was a crash. He was trying to get under Anderson, and he was in the mix with Dunge. I could see him if he's all banged up doing a rare, but we, Stu's done it a couple times when he's hurt. I could see him just going out there and just starting mid-pack and finishing seventh. You know, when he tore his ACL a couple years ago, the first mm-hmm. few races were kind of eh. Yeah, um, I could see a rare eh race from Stu, which would at least get him in the top twelve. Yeah, um, well, but no, a win. I, I can't see that all of a sudden materializing. It's just not going that direction, even for him. JT, welcome to the show. I was just telling Weege about your your prediction, you and Truman. So this has been that was solid. It, oh, that's great. It's it's bold. It's bold, yeah. and and they did it, and it worked. So nailed yes. it. Nailed it. It's been a rough, uh, rough off season for James Stewart, for sure. Uh, before I let you guys go, I want to talk more about Petco Park for a second. We're trying to get David Pinger on the show. Do you think he's still upset about not being able to throw a football around at Petco? Where's he at, do you think, with the football and the, and the, the, the tailgating at Petco? I thought it was Ping. Uh, I, Ping was mad, Yeah, too. I said Ping, yeah. You said David Villeman. Oh, yeah, try to get Ping on the show. Okay. Yeah. He's probably still pissed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Petco is a little different. He's probably still mad, and that's why he left us last Saturday night early. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Um, Do I even try? Do I even try to put that together again? I didn't think it was that late. I didn't feel like it was. It wasn't one in the morning. Well, he, I won't be at this race, so don't count on me. Oh, oh! I, I did not. This is breaking news right now. Well, we have oh. our national sales meeting on Saturday for Fly Racing. The you know title sponsor of this show. Oh, okay. So well, it would behoove me to be here with all of my guys and, and fill them in on what's going on. Wow. Okay. There we, we will go. have Where a Supercross party on Saturday night, though, and there will be some hooting and hollering going on from Boise, Idaho, cheering on our fly riders. Huh. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can picture the, uh, you know, uh, the away team, like, you know, the Boston Reds, especially in the World Series, and they'll show some bar in the middle of Boston with some drunken fans. Like, they need to have that shot. Yeah, on the Supercross TV show, and our boys in Idaho. Hey, they sh- I wish they would have had a, a GoPro on the WPS headquarters as Pike is raining down blows, and everyone's just covering their mouth, just like, oh, is that happening right now? <laughs> is that our fly? Everybody race? was shadow boxing. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> All right, hey Weech, thanks, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you this weekend. All right, Petco Park, Jason Wagant, he will be there. Welcome to the show, JT. We're giving away some podium stands. That's a solid giveaway. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's uh, I, you know, if you have a dirt bike, you certainly need uh, a stand, and you probably don't have a dirt bike. You're probably not listening to the show.
Yeah, it's actually a good point. Uh, absolutely. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Let's get right to the phone lines. These guys have been on hold for a little bit. Uh, Justin, what's going on? How are you? Hey, I'm good. Can you guys hear me all right? We can. What's your question? Hey, cool. I'm glad JT just got on. Uh, I got a question. Uh, I've heard you guys talk about Roxon and Dungey and Tomac and, uh, you know, being title contenders, and I agree with you, but I've also heard you say uh, Reed's got a chance of getting one or two or more wins this year. He's very good in San Diego and always seems super comfortable and happy there. Do you think this could be his weekend, or what all would he have to put together to make that happen? Well, I asked Wygant this question earlier, and, and we said, well, you know, along with some great nights at San Diego, we – Reed has also had some uh, poor nights at San Diego, and we're in a different stadium. So he wasn't as pumped on uh, Chad Reed's performances at, or chances this weekend at Petco as maybe some others. But, JT, what are your thoughts? I think he's going to do well. I have him uh, predicted him to get a third place in our um, NFAB fantasy uh, show that we do. Um, so I think he'll do well. You know, I don't know if he'll have the Qualcomm magic, but – it's more based on what I saw and how he was riding uh, than anything. It's not just a one-off thing. I think San Diego's going to like you know flip the switch for him. I, I just thought he rode really well, and I think he's happy. You know, and I think anytime riders are are noticeably happy, they the results seem to follow. And uh, I just think he's in a good place. You know, I think third is going to be a big ask because of the the depth of the field right now, and there's really no injuries. You know, so to speak, anyway. Um, yeah, but I think I think he's capable of it. I think if he, you know, the start, which I've spoken with him multiple times before the season, is the the start is going to be everything. Uh, the guys are just too good now. You just can't come, you know, you know, even Roxon last weekend, the best he could get to is fifth, uh, and he rode really, really well. I thought he rode brilliantly. Uh, so I don't I don't see any kind of heroic charge from the back from Chad. Uh, he's going to have to start there. But having said yeah. that, and, and we talked about this on Monday night. The bike is a is a you know it's got great horsepower. We see it up front on mm-hmm. starts after start. So Chad didn't get great starts, but he knows that bike can do it. You know, yeah. I think is, he, I think know. Chad's learning a bit with the bike on how to how to get good starts on it. Uh, because that's one thing I learned in my own career was that a a blazing fast bike doesn't always equal great starts. Uh, you have to you have to be able to control that thing and and get out of the gate smoothly. So. I know they've been working a lot with their, you know, their ECU settings and uh, some options that they have uh, with that uh, this week, just trying to get him smoothly out of the gate. And, uh, you know, once you get out of the gate, if you, if you launch out of there smoothly, then you can apply all that horsepower that the, uh, your engine builder's, you know, given you. It's just if you can't keep the front end down or come out smoothly in one, you know, just fluid motion, uh, that horsepower mm-hmm. is basically a waste. Yeah, it should be yeah. interesting to see. What do you think, uh, Justin? You think uh, are you going this weekend? Do you think he can do it? Uh, I'm going to A2. I won't be there this weekend, but yeah, I honestly do. Um, a lot. I'm like JT. A lot of it comes from um, the way he rode and just his mood in the pits. I honestly, I watched all the press conference and all the all the stuff that we possibly could without being there, and mm-hmm. uh, I cannot remember even before he had his own team. Um, him looking and being so like chippy and happy and just, a, I mean, I know they they got a smile all the time, but I mean, like he seemed to be right. on cloud nine when everybody else was just like, look, kind of just doing business and their nose, their nose yeah. to the grindstone. I mean, he looked so happy and see like all of his interviews and his uh, comments were so you know what's, uplifting, you know, you know, it's funny you say that I got a text from somebody that used to work with Chad at Yamaha, mm-hmm. not in the industry anymore, away from the industry. Um, he 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 listened to Chad at the race. He listened to him on Monday on Pop Mech Show. 
He said, mm-hmm. man, Chad sounds really in a good place. His voice, he sounds, and he actually used the word uh, uh, peppy. Um, yeah. And, and he said, I, I, I didn't really notice it. I guess I talked to Chad too much or whatever. JT, maybe you didn't notice, notice it. But this person who doesn't talk to Chad anymore just was like, man, does he sound good? Sounds happy, sounds yeah. relaxed. So maybe there's something to that. I don't know. What do you think, JT? Do you, do you agree? I mean, we, you, you talk to him all the time, so it's hard to. Well, he's definitely much happier than he was, I'd say, around uh, mid-December. I, I can definitely agree with that because I was I was in Florida there and, and talking to him, and you could just see the stress uh, in him. You know, he, had, he didn't have any deals done. His, his Yamaha contract wasn't signed. Uh, there was a lot of things that were still left to be uh, just figured out and, and finalized at that point. So... I think he, you know he was riding all along and doing everything he needed to do, but there was just so much up in the air and, and uncertain for for his future uh, that I think now that's all laid to rest and he can do what he's good at, which is racing a dirt bike. You know, the rest of it is something that guys like Ryan Dungey and Eli Tomac don't have to do. You know, they just don't face that that stress and, yeah. and making all those decisions like Chad has done the last five years. So uh, now it's kind of equal footing. Justin, you uh, you want to win a fly podium stand? Sure, yeah, All of right. course. Stay on hold, flyracing.com. Uh, check them out. Podium stand winner, Fly Racing Motor 60 Show. Stay on hold. Tits, I'll get your info. Thank you. All right, thanks. Podium stand, bro. Do you get to pick a yeah. color with that? I don't Do you get to pick a color? Uh, Three colors? I don't know. There's black and blue. Okay, I don't know. Okay, well, get their color yeah, I, would, I would assume it doesn't matter to us. All right, okay. Uh, Mike, what's up? You got some thoughts on uh, Jake Weimer and Han? Uh, hey guys, What's yeah, um, the two guys I'm really interested in watching this year, you know, are Will Hahn and uh, Jake Weimer because realistically, you know, it's kind of a make it or break a year, I think, for both of them. And uh, Jake, he finished pretty much where I thought he would, you know, that eight to twelve group. But uh, Will Hahn, I'm just wanted to get your thoughts on that. See where you think he might be uh, this week, and if you think he's going to start moving forward. What do you think, JT? You know what? Will's in a tough spot because he doesn't have a ton of momentum coming into this season. You know, it's been well-documented, the struggles he's had the last couple years. Um, His agent did did a great job of securing his placement on, you know, one of the best teams again. Uh, There's there's a lot to that story, but, you know, the the bottom line is, is that Will's on a great bike again. Um, so I think, you know, he's in a low pressure situation other than being in a contract year. So I think it's just on him at this point to, to turn it up, you know, and that's easier said than done. But I think it's, I think he's got a lot of work in front of him because you go down the list and you see where he can kind of fit in, but you're kind of like, well, I don't think he's better than a guy like Chad Reed. I don't think he's better than Davey Millsap. You know what I mean? You start looking, and you're like, man, it's tough to, to slot him in. Anywhere, anywhere really inside the top ten at this point. So um, you know the what? best he can do is keep working at it and, and hope that the, maybe the field thins out a bit. You know, he's a, he's a small guy, and that's fine. Lots of small guys are very super cost. But when I watch Blake Baggett and Will Hahn, Baggett looks on top of the bike riding the motorcycle. I still, when I see Will, I, I see a guy trying to hold on to a bike. What do you think, JT? Well, I think the Kawasaki's a, a little bit bigger yeah. of a bike. And, uh, you know, they've, they've tried very hard with this 2016 model to alleviate some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have. You know, they took seven pounds out of it, which is a huge step forward. Um, but still, it's still a bulkier bike. Uh, you know, if you get on a Honda or you get on uh, one of the smaller bikes, the new KTM model, you can tell right away that you're on a bigger motorcycle. So, 
you know, I, I think that's over, you know, being able to be overcome. Uh, but it, I think that's what you're seeing is that he's just riding a bigger bike than the other two. You know, it's whether yeah. it weighs the same or not, just the frame's yeah. a bit wider and the chassis is a little bit bulkier and uh, right. that translates into the look. Yeah, and Weimer, as far as Weimer goes, uh, Mike, um, I thought it was mm-hmm. good. It's a nice start. When you look at the list of guys, no, no disrespect to Team Tedder, but Weimer's the guy with the bike and the team that's the least sort of equipped in that range of dudes. I would drop down to Alessi in 16th as far as being yeah. on Weimer level. Um, and I mean, I, I, so if you look at the 12th on that bike and the team and the support, again, nothing against those dudes. That's a nice job by Weimer. Good start for him. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought he did quite well. And yeah, I think you're right with Will. I mean, uh, I was sitting at practice right there, that first side of whoops after the triple and, uh, he would enter into the whoops fine, but by the time he was getting out the other side, he just looked like you know he was all all bent out of shape coming out of him well, on both sides. He trains like crazy. He has a nice, solid program. He works hard. So I, I'm a little mystified sometimes on why a guy like Baggett, who is is Baggett probably smaller than Will JT, probably. Uh, I bet they weigh the same. Yeah, I, I look at Baggett. I'm like, yeah. okay, he's got it. He's a small dude, but he looks he looks okay. And then I watch a Will, and I'm like, oh, geez, man, he looks like he's getting pulled around by that thing. So. Um, but Weimer, a nice start for Weimer. Let's hope he can keep it up. It's been a while for him off a bike, too. So, Yeah. All right, thanks for the call. All right, thank, you. thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Brad, what's going on? You want to know what needs to happen for Fly to sweep the podium? Yeah, well, uh, obviously this last weekend, the highest-placing Fly rider was a seventh. But they also had the most amount of riders in the top ten with three. Uh, I want to know uh, mm. what your guys' take on uh, who well, those three riders would it take to get to those top three spots uh, to kind of flip the uh, the podium or the top ten on a tier. Well, Trey's an easy win for sure. He will win. So can Pike and Millsaps or Pike and can, and Pike and Purcell get in there? That would be required for the fly racing sweep, JT. Which Braden would be too. Braden, yeah, yeah. Ah, that'd be tough. Um, I think it's going to be really tough, but, you know, we have a guy that can win, for sure. Yeah, you have a guy that can win. Absolutely. The only one that's ever won, you know, Supercross. Yep. And Pike has made podiums, so. Yeah, Pike's made podiums. Davies, well, Davies won races, but just not wearing fly. Right. Uh, Purcell, it, man, I think. uh, If it's going to happen, it'll be Kennard, Millsaps, Pike. I would love to see it happen. I just think maybe Powerball is a better bet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's not very good. It's better than bet than Powerball. Come on. It's a that's better. Right. Three it's a, people woke up this morning that are now hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Way. It's a better bet than Powerball. But I can see it's not that far off. Um, can maybe Anderson put on Porcel's gear? No? Uh, he probably would love to. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brad. I think we worked it out. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Yeah, it'd be, uh, be good for you guys, man. Be good for fly racing. No doubt. I mean,. You got the number one spot taken care of with Trey Kennard. Stamp that at some point. Yeah, I think so. I think he's. I I put him as a lock in our you know preseason right. stuff to, to win a race. Hey, I well, thought he was going to win last Saturday. I honestly yeah. did. At halfway, I'm like, here comes when he passed Anderson and was headed to the front. I'm like, here he comes. And right. I, you know, I'm not really sure what happened after that. But we were talking uh, before you got on with Wygant, and somebody else called in about Freeze. Do we know if he got spoken to or warned or probation or anything for this move? Yeah, he was definitely spoken to. Uh, I don't know if there was anything official mm-hmm. given to him, but uh, he has had he has been suspended before for riding like this. 
so there's precedent for it. I'm sure he was spoken to. They just didn't do anything officially to him. So if you talk to someone in his camp, they would be like, no, we're scot-free, you know, but yeah, I, yeah. that's just, Four you know, I, I can guarantee you that they're not going to just let it go on. And I've talked to other high-ranking people around that said, no, no, you know, this was, this was well-documented and we'll be watching. Do you think Stu finishes this weekend? Um, if he's healthy and he, you know, he, which he's, it looks like he's going to be as far as like a hundred percent, not because I could, I could see him going out there. And if he's not a hundred percent going out there and doing a few laps and his heart rate gets up and he gets dizzy and pulling off, yeah. that, that happens, you know, mm-hmm. with concussions. So yeah, absolutely. I'll say he does finish. Um, and I'm going to, I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he goes in and has a good weekend. What's a good weekend for him at this point? A top five? Yeah, top five would yeah, be good. Yeah, yeah. I think with this field, you can't just assume. You know, this isn't 2007 anymore, so you can't mm-hmm. just assume Stu is going to be on the podium no matter what. So, yeah, top five. I asked this question to Wygant. Who's the guy in the 450 class coming out of Anaheim that no one is talking about that did well? He said Millsaps. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah, that, that's a fair pick. I would say maybe Tomac. Yeah, uh, he, he was lost a little bit, right? Yeah, for, for being – underwhelming in a in a fourth i think uh i think they did a great job of downplaying his lack of uh readiness i that's just my my opinion um i know they've put on a you know they put on this face where no we're ready to go win the first weekend but i just know better than that i've been around too long and i've gone through these injuries too often that there's just no way he could be as ready as a guy like ryan dunger jason anderson you know considering they're about equal you Mm -hmm. know when everybody's You know, everybody's even. So I think he's going to get better and better. And I think it was a sneaky fourth because he didn't lose many points and mm-hmm. he didn't look so, good all day. Um, after the first practice, if you just told me he was going to come out of there with a fourth, I would have, you know, I would have said yeah. that's a great finish for how he looks. So. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Mr. Uh, X Pro Racer. How many races would it take? Obviously, you don't know for sure, but how many races before we start that where he doesn't win, where we start going, oh, shit, like, when do you Tomac. think? Yeah, like when do you think he's feeling better? I gave him a month. I'm a giving month. him okay. a month. So four so, races. Yeah. Yeah. The first the first round we leave California is Phoenix, uh, and that would be basically a month. Um, and I, I think you know he won there in dominating fashion last year, uh, and that's where I look for him to break out again. I was asking about Ping earlier, and luckily we have him on the line. David Pingree. Guys. Very busy today testing a motorcycle for a Racer X online, but we got you on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. So you've gone on record as saying Qualcomm pre pre uh, pre game with the throwing the football and everything else. Are you still upset? Did you go to Petco last year and change your mind? I just think they cater to two different crowds. That was cool. I mean, we went out and had a couple cocktails, at, you know, while guys were practicing and cruised around, and that was fun. Okay. But uh-huh. You can't take your family down there with your fifth wheel and barbecue and hang out and this tailgate. Still angry, JT. Tailgate. Sure you can. Just uh, just get in the pits. Park that thing. Pull that thing right on in. <laughs> you, can't pull, you can't pull that thing in the pits. <laughs> so I just feel like okay. they would have been – I don't know. I mean, I realize it's all politics and money, but it, it would have yeah. been – from a common sense approach, it would have been cool to do one at Petco and one at Qualcomm. Okay. Qualcomm is dead. They don't even want to play football there anymore. Yeah, the Chargers don't even want to be there. <laughs> I know. I, I don't really get it. It was one of the best floor spaces we had. I'm, I'm <laughs> Listen to Ping. Still upset about Qualcomm. Just <laughs> I really am. I know it's old, but it's like, I don't know, man. It's bummer to me. Throw the football around. 
<laughs> you want to throw the football? Like I give a crap about throwing a football around. I'm just saying. I'm trying to speak for the everyman. Right. You know, like right. The families that come out drinking whatever they're drinking. Okay. Mike's hard lemonade or whatever, and kids are running around. Mm-hmm. Um, Ping, before we let you go here, safe to say Jesse Nelson will be out this weekend. We're, we're assuming he is. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I really don't know. Okay, so he may re- like truly. I don't know. I know. Yeah. I know he had a big one, and yeah. I I don't know that. Only he knows the right the true damage of it. You know how riders are; they keep everything quiet. No, so. for sure. Uh, give us the guy. Give us the guy at Anaheim 450 class that no one is talking about that should be who who deserves some props. Um, or you can just cough into the phone too. That works also. Sorry, he's getting uh, a physical. <laughs> he's getting. I physical. didn't get any props. Yeah, I, I think Reed. Yeah. Okay. I think he was quietly really fast all day, mm-hmm. and the restart kind of hosed him a little bit, but he was right there, and. You know, I know all the hype was around Anderson, and Dungy rode awesome right. back after his fall, but I think that uh, it was a solid start for Eli, and I think it was a really good showing for Reed, who, <laughs> you know, Reed coming in, I know we always say don't count him out, but it's like every year he gets older, and you're just like, man, maybe this is the year he, he's uh-huh. just off the pace. But well, he's not yeah. there, so. Yeah. Well, JT's happy to hear that. Well, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I I thought he got some props though. I thought that uh, me too. But he made some noise in practice, you know, and some of his passes and stuff. Mm-hmm. stuff uh, but I I'm all for it. I thought I, I'm happy to see that Ping thinks he rode well. Yeah, uh, Ping. What is what does JS7 need to do this weekend to just just get? I mean, just to get a top five as we kind of discussed. It's been so rough. I can't even believe he's riding. I think it's a terrible idea. But right. Uh, if he's going to do, stay on two wheels, like whatever it takes. <laughs> Just get some laps down. I would say. Right, right. Yeah, I would say stay at home and heal your brain that's all tangled up. Right. But but having said that, you're also not sure if Jesse Nelson's going to ride. So wouldn't that be well, a terrible idea? I watched James Stewart take a nap in that corner. I didn't see Jesse. Or what, I just mixed that up? I no, no, no you saw Stu. Yeah, you didn't see Jesse, yeah. right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just heard about Jesse. You're speaking in riddles. You know, I don't know anything Pink. about it other than <laughs> right. what you guys heard and yeah. through the grapevine. Yep, yep. Uh, someone in the chat room brought up Tickle as being a guy no one's talking about, and, and he was he started, yeah, well, started 13th. Yeah, you're asking 11th. the wrong guy. To no, 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 I know. <laughs> started 13th, got the 10th, finished 11th. So, you know, with all that feel. I thought he rode okay, but I don't think it was just a breakout ride or anything yeah. sneaky about it. That's just what Tickle yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I was so focused on the, the stuff going on at the front, I didn't even see really ten to twenty. Yeah. I, I mean, you know. Yeah. I just didn't even pay. I any watched Rock because there was so much going guys. on at the front. Yeah, yeah. I watched Rocks and move through those guys, and that was about it. Honestly. Right. Uh, Ping, you going this weekend to Petco, or are you boycott? Oh, yeah. Bo- okay, I thought you boycott. I don't know. If I'm you going. No, okay. I'm t- actually taking the wife. She huh? doesn't ever like to go to races, and she's like. I want to go see this new downtown stadium. So don't keep her away from the racers. You know what I mean. Like just make sure she's by your side. Listen, my wife is so uninterested in motorcycles. It's not even funny. Okay. Just completely not intrigued at all. You know these. So what's going to happen when she's just just enthralled with this new Petco Park? Is it going to crush her Qualcomm <laughs> dream? I don't know. It might really bum me out. <laughs> <laughs> Never just leave halfway through the night. All right, that's fine. Yeah. And you go sit in Qualcomm <laughs> <be> parking lot. <laughs> go take her to Qualcomm. Sit in the parking lot. 
<laughs> I'll just sit like right at the top of the tunnel and share with all those that mural of all those people yelling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, Ping, thanks for, right. for picking up. Thank you, bud. Hey. What? Anytime. See you guys. All right, see ya. All right, that's it, JT. Thanks for coming on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. We gave away a couple podium stands presented by Infab. And uh, not going this weekend, so it's a bummer. But, uh, you know, stay tuned to my Twitter. I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, keep, you, all right. I'll keep up to hey, it. I want to give a, a shout-out to um, our marketing department, Dale Spangler, those guys down there. They're a huge part of the giveaways we do and being, you know, title sponsor for this show. So. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of this silent uh, crew that it's a big team around here. So they're these silent assassins, is what they are. Well, they just don't get a uh, you know their face isn't out there sometimes like mine is, but well, they're a huge part of it. Spangler got fourth in the moto. Yeah, Spangler was good, man. He's uh, you need to do a pod with him, I think. I should. I should. All right, we gotta go. Thanks, buddy. All right, see yep. you. Bye. All right, everybody. Fly racing motor city show. Thanks, Tits. See you next week. Yep.